Hello and welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor Lang and as always we're joined by our good friend, my co-host, none other than the hot hand himself, Josh Gutowski. Josh, how are you? We're doing fantastic, Trevor. Ah, I'm so excited for the Sweet 16 to happen, uh, you know, this this weekend. I've greatly missed college basketball as I was really, really hot last weekend with it. I'm I'm looking forward to the games. Um, I've kept myself busy, you know, with with gambling and, you know, we we're we're, we're still staying hot, uh, but I'm looking for a, a huge weekend uh, come Saturday, Sunday and even Monday and Tuesday. Jeez, I'm pretty excited again too, Josh. I honestly, I took, I've taken some time to to do some some inner inner reflection. Okay. Um, I got greedy, Joshua. I, I got you greedy. Did. I I fall down do? the path of unrighteousness. What did you do? I was throwing too much money at too many different parlays, and I was losing my ass on all of them. Um, they're missing by one or two legs, and I was throwing you know all my winnings away on these parlays because I was greedy. You know, I walked down that un- unrighteous path, and I-, I spent today, Josh, really focusing in on myself. Since we last spoke, I golfed 18 holes Tuesday, 12 holes Wednesday. I mean, we played a proper nine. Then uh, my dad and I did a one-club challenge for another three no. holes because we had enough time. And then I played 18 again today. So, you know, I've really I've really taken this time, Josh, to, to find, you know, find my inner peace, you know, really, really reevaluate what life's about. And I took today off of gambling, honestly, kind of accidentally. I would have, like, so I'm going to count this against myself because I would have bet on the wings and they got absolutely the, the shit kicked in today. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm recharged, I'm rejuvenated, I'm refreshed. And I'm looking forward to hopefully a profitable Sweet 16. All right, Trevor, let's see what we got on today's docket. We've got the Sweet 16 breakdown. Maybe we'll give our uh, – el- no. We'll give some of our Elite Eight matchups um, because some of the games will be played Tuesday. Um, so our podcast episode will be out then. So let's kick things off, Trevor. You ready, brother? Yeah, actually, I think before we get into game-by-game breakout, because that's obviously going to be our focus today with March Madness, uh, I do want to say one thing. You know, we are Motor City Bets. We're a Detroit-based sports podcast. I want to start by saying that there's nothing that anybody missed in the past few days in Detroit sports. And I, I feel like it'd be wrong of us to not bring it up. But, so I feel like we had uh, to. Only, uh, only, only thing I'll say, DeLon Wright traded to the Sacramento Kings for <laughs> – I don't even know the dude's name, but we got two second round picks. I'm pretty sure. So good enough. Thank you, thank you, Delon Wright, for your time here. Um, you were a great asset to this team and a great player for this franchise. There we go. So yeah, not uh, not a whole lot going on on that front, Josh. And so let's let's just dive right into Sweet 16. Before we get to the game by game breakdown, though, for real this time, sticking with the sport of college basketball. We've had a couple off days. We've we've had some time away from from watching it on the on the TV. What's with some time and reflection here? Like, what would you say your most surprising team is that's that's gone so far? And then, what do you think is the most like? Well, of course that happened. Team. Um, 
Are we going to say for my most surprising team, are we going to make it like a power five school or like any team? Hey, any team that's in the sweet 16 right now, what are you most really surprised about? I'm going to be honest. Um, like I knew nothing about Oral Roberts, really Oregon State or Loyola Chicago. I'd watched Syracuse a couple of times and everyone I had talked to and like, talked about Syracuse with they're all like they're terrible like they shouldn't they should not be an 11 seed how is how is Michigan State in the playing game and Syracuse isn't and this Syracuse team has proceeded to go in and just tear apart the teams that they face in the NCAA tournament with their disgusting 2-3 zone and also with the offensive help of Buddy Beheim, who's averaged like I think 30, 30 plus points between the two games that he's played, which is ridiculous. And he's shooting 58% from three. That's those are preposterous numbers. Well, we, we had a cut out there. So yeah, I think he's shooting about, Fifty-eight percent from three, which is just absolutely preposterous. No, it, it's it's incredibly ridiculous, and I, I'm very excited to see that game. You know, I've I've enjoyed watching them in the NCAA tournament so far. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Syracuse as my surprise team, and then my lock team, or, or I guess not surprise team, is Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, they're by far and away the best team in this tournament. Uh, offensively, they have th- a three-headed monster that can just kill you uh, at any point during the game on offense. In Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy, and Corey Kispert, um, th- this team's just – they've got it all. Um, their offense is just so powerful that, honestly, they can score more than any team. And – there's not really anything that any team can do to stop it. Like Corey, or not Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy had 30 points the other day, 30. And he's like a, I think I heard he was like a 68, 68% free throw shooter. And he yeah. shot like 86% from the line that game. It was, it's all in the ridiculous. handlebar mustache. I mean, that's a, that's yes. a real work of art. Uh, and I agree with you. I think that my, I'm not surprised at all team has to be Gonzaga. I'm slightly surprised. I didn't really watch them this year. I obviously heard, a lot of great things about them, but watching them play, I mean, and unfortunately taking the other teams to cover against them and watching Gonzaga just power through and, and cover, um, I, I will absolutely be taking. I mean, well, we'll save that for when we get to that part. I don't want to spoil it. But, um, you know, the other, my, my surprise team, I actually have two here. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna lump in three. Syracuse would have been my fourth, um, which I feel like I'm kind of cheating because now I'm talking about a lot of teams. <laughs> but my first team that I'm surprised in the tournament so far, and to see in the Sweet 16. I mean, I'm gonna ignore Oral Roberts because I mean I I've never heard of them before either. My team that I'm most surprised not maybe maybe not most surprised but very surprised with is Michigan. I know that's I mean obviously. I mean, I'm a state guy. Fuck U of M. I just played their golf course today. That's actually a pretty sick track. If you get a chance, go out there and play. It's actually pretty cool. But regardless of that, I'm not surprised because I, I didn't think that this team was good enough to make it to the Sweet 16. It's obviously a very good, very well-run basketball program. 
I'm surprised because of how they've responded without Isaiah Livers. I thought that this team wasn't going to be able to withstand the tidal wave of assault that LSU has been known to throw. They're not a good defensive team. And they actually put up their most points in the first half of this entire season, which was 40 or 42. And Michigan had the lead at the first half. Like I am unfortunately blown away with how well they've responded, how well coached they've been, and how strong their play has been. Um, they've been playing, you know, they've been playing where they can beat you in a scoring match. They can lock you down defensively. And it, as a not Michigan fan, it kind of pisses me off. So I'm, I'm pretty surprised to see them here. My next team up, Josh, is actually going to be Oregon. I know they didn't play in the first game against VCU because of COVID or whatever, but the way that they came out and just snuffed the life out of Iowa, I was fucking shocked. I haven't seen much of the Pac-12 this year being on the Midwest, and Pac-12 is always on at weird times. Their games aren't aren't super broadcasted. Um, It was just crazy. Like Oregon played so efficiently, and like maybe they got lucky in the first round, but if they if they were able to put up that kind of game against Iowa, VCU stood not even a small chance in hell. Um, and that kind of leads me speaking about hell to my last team, which is Loyola Chicago. Um, Sister Jean is just willing this Back team again. again. Um, I'm happy to see them do well. Like I said on a previous show, I almost went there. So like, I feel like part of me, like I'm rooting for them a little bit. I always think underdogs are sick and um, Loyola Chicago is an easy school to root for, especially with the way that they played Illinois. I mean, my God. If you swap the seeds in that game, Josh, if you put Loyola Chicago as the one and Illinois as the eight, and that game still happened the way it happened, people would be saying, "Wow, that one seed like they like, that was un- that was incredible." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they they played really well, and yeah, I think that that's where that's where I stand. I think actually, last comment before we hop into the game by game breakdown, because I feel like I'm kind of rambling at this point. But <laughs> two more things that really shocked me, Josh. Number one, as I kind of mentioned earlier with Oregon, the Pac-12. Holy shit, are they a legit, <laughs> a legit set of programs? Yes, they are. Uh, USC, fucking UCLA has been great. Although I think if Michigan State was in their shoes right now, they'd be doing pretty damn well too. Yeah, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, all those schools have been really crushing it, which is surprising to me. And then lastly, Josh, the very, very last point. I swear, the Big Ten. What a fucking Ooh. disappointment. What a fucking disappointment. Uh, I'm not – I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy through and through, but I'm not Big Ten enough to root for Michigan to win to say that the Big Ten's good. Um, I don't care about the narrative that much. But, fuck, man, is that is that tough? That like, is what tough. A, like, I don't really know outside of Michigan winning this year how the Big Ten's reputation can really walk through with this. And I'm curious to see how it may affect future recruits. Um, no, yeah, it'll, that'll definitely be an interesting aspect. I mean, I think that I think that everyone kind of gets a little bit of a free pass with COVID this year, but fuck, has it been brutal? I mean, maybe it, I I don't know, Josh. What do you where do you think things went wrong? Is it just a is it a case of the Big Ten really being so dominant that they kind of poached their own throughout the course of the year? Like, I don't know. What do you think, sir? No, I, I really don't know what to pinpoint it to because this this was by far and away the best conference. Um, 
you were always in for a dogfight. Uh, it was really, really shocking to me to just see the Big Ten fall apart like that. And it was incredibly disappointing. I mean, I have three Big Ten teams in my Final Four originally, like in my bracket. Like, that's how confident I was. Ouch. Yeah, no, I got – I mean, I'm done. I lost that. That's free money. I just kissed away. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Josh. Well, I think I've talked enough about this shit. Let's hop ourselves right into the Sweet 16 matchup. And interestingly <laughs> enough, yes, we sir. have two teams we just kind of spoke about a little bit. Saturday, March – 27th at 240 on CBS. We have number eight seeded Loyola Chicago versus number 12 seeded Oregon State. Josh, who you got in this game and why, sir? Um, let's see. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, neither of these teams were expected to get this far. Um, I do have money on this game. I currently took... Let's see. Here we go. I took, and this is the team that I like because my God, they impressed the fuck out of me beating Illinois and that's Loyola Chicago. I have them minus, I caught them at minus six and a half. Oh um, yeah. I think the line right now, let me check. I'm pulling it um, up right now. I think it's looking for me like it's minus seven. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing it at minus seven. Yeah, so I caught it a little early. Um, I tried to catch a lot of my lines early because I had a feeling some were going to move further than others. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Josh, I didn't mean to interrupt you right now. I just logged into my betting app for the first time today. I wasn't in it at all today. That's how clean of a mind I was keeping. Uh-huh. I am up. I thought I was I thought I was far down. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That was a that was an unsu- unsuspecting nice little bit of news there. I apologize. But yeah, continue off what you say. I just was blown away by the the random you're, success. You're good. You're good. Um, so I'm, I've definitely got money on uh, Loyola Chicago. And if you're looking for something else to throw money on, I would bet the under. I think it's at 125 right now. Uh, I can pull that up. Let's see. Um, yeah, it's at 125 I'm seeing at 125 and a half here. Yeah, I'm going to take, uh, I'd probably bet the under here. Uh, I think it's going to be a very uh, defensive minded game. I like that, Josh. I like the under pick there. I'm going to try and stick to what I've been trying to stick with all of March Madness, and I haven't been doing a very good job of this, but. I'm putting low money. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to ride a little bit here. I'm going to take Loyola Chicago for the same reasons we've discussed multiple times. But I'm just going to take them money line. I'm not going to win a lot of money off of it. But I also you could move the line. I don't think I'm going to put enough to move the line, but I am going to try. And I'm. This is one of those games that I might live bet uh, at half. I feel like if I take Loyola Chicago and they're, you know, maybe down five or down 10 at halftime, I still think they have enough firepower to come back from that. And I think that you can get them again. I might double down on Loyola Chicago. I like the under a lot in this game. I don't see this being a high over game, but that 125 is so small. It It, it, it is small, but... Oh God! I it's just also hard it. to bet on the under because it's just like, man, I don't know. I like defense. I like defensive basketball. I think if Loyola Chicago is going to win any more in this tournament, they're going to need to stop high-powered offenses. And I, I don't know if Oregon State qualifies as having a high-powered offense, but I feel like any of those Pac-12 teams are kind of like running gun basketball. So 
All right, Josh, let's move on to the next game, which I'm seeing as Baylor, number one seeded Baylor uh, versus number five seeded Villanova at 515 on CBS. Yes, sir. Tell me who you think is in this game and why. All right. I actually love this game from a gambling perspective. Um, Okay. I saw the line open. Um, I think it was at minus six and a half. Uh, So I kind of jumped on that. I thought that was a really juicy number. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This Baylor team is very, very good. Um, And they can, they can execute you and just absolutely destroy you so that you can't come back and put you down 15, 20, in a matter of minutes with turnovers, threes, ball movement, everything. Um, so I've got them minus six and a half in the game. And I actually took them um, first half to cover. Uh, I love that. I think this Baylor team is going to be, I don't know what it's at right now, but I got it at minus three and a half. Uh, I think this Baylor team is going to be winning by more than four points at halftime against Villanova, especially with no Connor Gillespie. See, you know, that's exactly where the problem comes in for me, Josh, because when I first look at this line from a gambling perspective, I'm seeing it at minus seven and a half favoring Baylor and seven and a half in March Madness in the Sweet 16. If I'm only looking at minus seven and a half and Sweet 16, my gambling brain sound like, whoa, something's going on here. You should take the underdog because it's March and chaos reigns supreme here. Then you have to remember that Villanova is a little bit shorthanded. As you mentioned, I forgot the dude's name, but he's obviously Connor out. Gillespie. Yep, he's out. Uh, and this Baylor team, it, it dunks like the Florida Gulf Coast team from a few years ago and moves the ball with such efficiency. Like, they're so well – they're ready for a game like this. And I don't think that Baylor, that Villanova has it in them to really stop. It goes against my thought process to take minus seven and a half Baylor, but I'm probably going to do that. And I'm probably going to take the over here. Um, what are your thoughts on betting on the total line here, Josh? Mm. What's it at? 141 and a half, right? I'm seeing it at 141 in the Barstool Sportsbook right okay. now. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I like the under. You like the under? No, I like the over. I like the over. See now that's just moving me away from I'm not I'm actually not touching the total line in this game. I'm not touching the total on this game, no. Okay. But I when I saw this line that Baylor was gonna win by like four and seven, I was like absolutely. Yeah, that, that seems like a pretty good numbers. that seems like a pretty good lock. And I, I think that you're right here, Josh. I think I, I'll leave it with this. I think that this is Baylor's game to lose. Um considering that this is March and that crazy shit happens in this month in college basketball, I wouldn't be horribly surprised if Villanova wins this game just because of the nature of the tournament. But I don't think that they will. And I don't think that putting money on this as a false sense of hope is smart. That's a, I I like that insight. I like that. All right. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of people like me who are sitting there like seven and a half March Madness. Like that's 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 pretty good. Seven and a half is like. I see. I can see them still winning by eight. I see. I think. I see. I think so. Winning by twelve. I think we have a consensus here, Josh. We're gonna take the spread for Baylor. Yeah. Let's move on to the true superhero game, perhaps of a lifetime. 
And that, of course, is number three, Arkansas versus number 15, Oral Roberts, who's just happy to be here. That game's taking place at 725 on TBS. Lines that I'm seeing right now, Josh, and this is going to be Friday, the day before these games go. I'm seeing Arkansas minus 11 and a half, and I'm seeing the over-under at 159. Yep, I'm seeing that too, sir. What... um. What are your thoughts here, sir? Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched much of Oral Roberts, even though they're killing it. Uh, I did watch Arkansas because I did have money on them. Uh, Arkansas scared me for a little bit against Colgate and then kind of turned it around. Um, I like the over here um, just for shits and gigs. Uh, love points. And I'm going to take... This this Arkansas team is very good, but this or I think this Oral Roberts team can hang around. I'm going to take them plus eleven and a half. Can I try and walk you out of that, Josh? Try and walk me out. Of I have a stat. No, no, mind you. But let me preface what I'm about to say. I love that pick. I love that pick. I, same reasons we just spoke about in the, in the previous matchup. Anytime it's March, it's a big spread. I love it. This is why. I think that I can't like I can't fall you down this road on this particular path here, sir. Today, Josh, is because Arkansas played Oral Roberts earlier this year. I can't remember if I said this on the show before or if I said this in one of our thousands of FaceTime calls, texts, or uh, any one of the multiple group messages that we're in together. But Arkansas played Oral Roberts this year because Arkansas's coach knew that Oral Roberts is one of those smaller schools that had a good chance of making the tournament and having a good run. So they beat them by 11 points when they played earlier this year, around December, I want to say, right before Christmas. 11 points. They beat them then. This Oral Roberts team has had a very emotional tournament and now they've had a whole week to try and like keep that emotion going. And I think that they're going to come out a little bit shell-shocked. Um, I'm sure that the guys in that room and everyone on that team believes that they are where they are because of how good they are. But unfortunately, when you go to a smaller school with less resources, it's just not going to hold up against some of those bigger schools. And and the SEC does sports pretty fucking good, Josh. Pretty fucking good. Arkansas is a solid team. I thought they came back really well against um, Colgate. Colgate, is that who they last played in? The, is uh, they played in I don't know who they played in the round of 32. Oh, geez. A, this is bad radio. I'm sorry, folks. Well, what, what kind of matchup was that? That was a 3 11? Yeah, something like that. It, I thought it was another red team. Oh, look. Jesus, that's just tough. This is pathetic. Bad radio, I'm sorry. Arkansas played Tech. That's right. Okay, I knew it was another, like... Red team, you were right, yeah, Tia. There we go. Fuck oh, yeah. Boy. Look at the old Lock brain. The old brain's kicking so. Lock it but in, when baby. I saw that game, they were down, I believe, at halftime or pretty close to being down. They, they came up, Arkansas came across really flat. 
But in the last like 10 minutes of that game, they stole it. They ran away. They didn't steal it. They they earned it. They they fought. They knocked Texas Tech out and they just fucking took their lunch money and went and spent it on, you know, a nice cookie. It was just it was a pathetic effort on Texas Tech in that second half. And I just don't, Josh, I just don't see this Oral Roberts squad. No disrespect to them. They've earned where they are, but man, is it going to be difficult to try and keep that emotion going? And they're all, they're obviously like they're locked at home. You know, each each team has a hotel or that not at home rather. Each te- each team only has one hotel floor and they can't leave it. Right. I think that if this tournament was taking place in a non-COVID time where they could kind of like go out and like hang out as a team and celebrate. Maybe they can keep that momentum going for an entire week, but with a week of only practice, I think they're going to come out nervous. And I don't think that I think this Arkansas team is good enough and strong enough and deep enough that they're not going to be in concern. That's so all. I'm taking Arkansas minus 11 and a half. All right. Uh, that's an interesting take. All right, let's kick on to our final game of the evening on Saturday, which is the Syracuse Orange taking on the Houston Cougars. Trevor, what do you got for me, brother? Houston's one of those teams, I think, that, I mean, as a non-avid college basketball fan, I heard about Houston all the way back in November, like the beginning of the season. Um, They're one of those teams that everyone was talking about. Oh, my God, Houston's so good. Uh, I expect them to go deep. And then in the tournament, I feel like they haven't exactly had any, like, crazy – they've just been steady. They've been a team that's there. I haven't watched a ton of their games because there hasn't really been – any real reason to like they've just won and they've taken care of business and they've closed up shop and you know they've just done their they've just done their job and done it well Syracuse however is still riding on that emotion and I think that this school is good enough in a way that Oral Roberts may not be to keep that emotion going there I mean the head coach of or of the Syracuse Orange is phenomenal um Buddy Beheim can't miss he just can't fucking miss and if he even even if he regresses towards the mean a little bit in this up and coming game, like fifty eight percent from three, Josh, like that's fucking. Even if he drops off to forty eight percent from three, that's, that's still fucking that's unbelievable. Still fucking nuts, yeah. And that two three zone, man, I just don't. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them money line. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, I got an interesting statistic here. Uh, this is kind of going to be my only input on the game. Um, most profitable against the spread coaches in the NCAA tournament since 2010. Uh, I'll start at number five. We've got Jim Beheim. Oh, Jim Beheim, 16 and nine. Number four, John Beeline, 16, eight and three. Next, number three, Andy Enfield, head coach of USC. For what it's worth, they play on set uh, on Sunday. Number two, Jay Wright, seventeen and seven, Villanova. He's in. He plays this weekend. And number one is Dana Altman, fifteen four and one, head coach of Oregon. Wow. So. I'm going to ride with Bayheim. Give me him to cover. I'm okay. not sure. I, I, I'm not. Whatever team shoots better is going to win this game. 
Yeah, I agree with you there. I just don't know if Houston, I mean, that 2-3 defense, I think, is going to be, it's, it's difficult for teams that don't face it. And I don't think that the Big 12 has much in the in the, in the the light of that. I don't think that these guys have seen that this year. Um, and you can practice it in practice. You can try and script it out. You can try and coach it. But, like, Syracuse is incredibly efficient at the 2-3 zone, and I just don't see them – I don't see Houston being able to do that. And as long as Syracuse can keep up, I mean, like I said, they can drop off significantly, but as long as they can keep up shooting, uh, uh, no problem. Exactly. How are we feeling about the total line in that game, Josh? Are we liking the over or the under at all? Mm. It's at 139.5 on the Barstool up right now is what I'm seeing. I'm not, uh, I'm not touching that. I'm, I'm going to avoid it. I might avoid it, but I think I like the under. Buddy Bayham can stroke that bitch. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, I'm not touching uh, it. I'm not uh, touching yeah, it. that's why I'm not touching it is because of what a lethal weapon Buddy Bayham is. See, I need I need to hear you say that in order to tell myself, hey, brain, don't do that. I got you. I got you. Appreciate your heroism in these trying times. <laughs> All right, you ready to kick off uh, Sunday's action? Of course, sir. Let's get it. All right, what do we got for Sunday? We're starting off with, I mean, the game that I think you could probably skip. <laughs> That's at 210 on CBS. And, of course, it's number one seed Gonzaga versus number five seed Creighton. I had Creighton getting out in the round of 64. So this team has been surprising me this whole time. <sighs> this is another one of those lines, Josh, that in March I love plus 13 and a half underdog, like a high-seeded underdog at, in Sweet 16. Ah, 13 and a half points is a lot of points. I bet against Gonzaga covering the spread every single game so far this tournament, and I have lost money on every single game. So I I'm hammer down hammering them to cover the spread, Josh. Hammer down, Zag Nation. Let's go. I mean, I don't like this. I don't like to do this. Yes, I don't do. want you to do this, this, but I need to stop losing money. And I feel like the non-losing money play here is to bet Zaga to cover. God, I hate to say that. I hate that. Yes, let's go, Trevor. All aboard, brother. I'm not aboard by, by choice. It's just the only train heading in the destination I need to go. That's hey. Welcome aboard. Doesn't matter when you join. Um, yeah, I got Gonzaga covering. I, they're going to smoke Creighton. Too much offense. Too much Jalen Suggs. Corey Kiss for Drew Timmy. Give me the over two. Ooh, 158. Hammer it. Ooh, that's that's a spite. That might be Gonzaga's, the Gonzaga's getting at least 84 points. Yeah, but can Creighton come up with another 70? I feel like they could. Okay. Even even if even if I can see Gonzaga getting to ninety. Wow. Okay. Trevor, you know that Gonzaga hasn't gone over eighty four points in only five games this year. Five. That, I mean, those are good numbers, Josh. Yeah, that's another team that I kind of or another uh, point total that I like. Maybe the uh, over eighty five and a half. Minus I feel like my my total line bets this weekend are going to be really off the cuff. Like I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna be laying in bed, probably a little bit hungover. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Give me the points. Absolutely. Why would you not? All right, Josh. Well, I think that I think we're all in agreement there. That, that game's gonna be probably not necessary to watch. 
Let's move on to the next game, and I think that this game will be pretty necessary. What do we have next, Josh, on Sunday? Oh, next we've got Michigan, the number one seed in their region, taking on number four, number four, Florida State. Um, uh, Trevor, I want to I want to hear your uh, thoughts on this game before I uh, give mine. Honestly. I think I, this is going to really see how uh, what my response is going to be. Well, Josh, I have a, a simple code, and that's not to bet with Michigan because I fucking hate them, and I'm a vengeful, spiteful little fuck. So, from a non-gambler's perspective, I don't see Michigan losing this game. I do think Florida State holds them tighter than what people might originally give them credit for. But this Michigan team's good, and this Michigan team's deep, and this Michigan team is incredibly well coached. I don't think Florida State stands much of a chance. That being said, Josh, I'm not going to bet on Michigan because I can't. I'm going to take the over in this game. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah, What's I'm, that I'm fucking exci- smirk on your face for sir. Let's spit it out. What are, what are you thinking here? I'm just excited to watch this game. Um, I, I don't know if I'm gonna throw money on this. Um, I kind of want to see where the final line ends up. Um, if this, I could see this game kind of maybe turning into a pick 'em. Who knows? Maybe I live bet at half. Um, why do you think that? What do I think? What this game's gonna be a kind of a live pick 'em. I don't know. I I just I think it is. I think these two teams are gonna play each other well. Um, I see Florida State getting an early lead. Um, wow. Especially, yeah, I do. Um, but I kind of see Michigan settling down, coming back. I like Michigan to win. I don't know about cover. The line that I'm seeing is minus two and a half. See that two and a half is just too. It's it's too much of a shitty number because like you could be up two, then they could follow you and hit hit three, and that's all you need. But yeah, then Florida State hits a late buzzer beater yeah. layup, and you're just like, oh, there goes my. There goes my bet. Yeah, I don't like this two and a half, Josh. It's mm-hmm. not. It's ugly. It's it's not. It doesn't sit right with me. But in the effort of betting on every game in March Madness, as I said, was my mission from the from the very beginning. I'm taking the over in this game because I think that this. I don't think that this. I think that this game is going to end up getting away from Michigan early, and in order for them to get it back, they're going to have to get pretty fucking. Offensive, And if they're going to get real offensive, they're going to have to obviously score a lot of points. And when you score a lot of points, Josh, it's good for overs. Absolutely it is. All right. Let's move on, sir. Let's keep it up. We have two games left on the docket. And honestly, yes, these two sir. games, I'm not – I'm more excited for one than the other. But let's start with the, the next one in chronological order here. And that's number two, Alabama versus number 11 – UCLA that's taking place at 715 on TBS. I don't really know where to go with this one, Josh. This is one of those ones that's a little bit difficult for me. Because I have a little bit of personal personal like 
beef, I guess you could say, with both these teams. I'm interested to see. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know what I'm going to do here either. I I really like Alabama, but UCLA has been playing incredibly well in this tournament. They have gelled and come together at the right time. And I think oh them God. beating Michigan State, I don't think I don't even think they believe that they would. Um, and since then they've been riding an emotional high. But like that's where that's where the whole point comes here, Josh. I've been kind of like talking about this entire this entire show so far is you know, like we, I think as a gambling community, especially me, like I'm an analyst in my real job. I spend a lot of time analyzing shit. The numbers tell a story, but we forget, I think at times that these guys are, are kids, you know, they're younger than a lot of them are younger than us. Exactly. Um, and I think that they're under an unbelievable amount of pressure. I know that this bubble isn't as bad as the NBA bubble was or the NHL bubble. I mean, I read a lot of horror stories coming out of that one. A lot of guys had a lot of mental shit going on. And those are professional athletes. These guys are very, very good athletes, and they're probably going to be – a lot of them are probably going to turn pro, but they're still kids. Um, And I think that that being said, I'm kind of long-winded here today, I guess. I'm just real fucking talkative. But uh, Shut your mouth. I think that this UCLA team is not going to benefit much like the other teams I've talked about tonight from that break. I think they're riding high, and now they've had time to let the dust settle, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get back up as well as they can. I hate Alabama. It's my least favorite SEC school. Can't stand them. Can't stand their fans. I fucking don't like to watch them win. I hate how cocky they are. I hate how good. I would, actually, it all boils down to how, how much I hate how good they are. I hate how fucking good they are, Josh. And I, I, I don't see them not covering this minus six and a half point spread. You don't. I think this UCL team's good, but I think that they're spent. Their time has been. I would like to see them win um, foolheartedly if it was Michigan State in that position. I'd be betting on Michigan State, obviously. But I think that this is one of those games that you can overthink yourself into losing money here. I think it's smart to bet Alabama. And if they don't cover it and they don't win, then, like, you've made the right bet. You know what I mean? Like, if you you lose that one, you lose it because you did it the right way. It's fun. No. It's sexy to take UCLA, but like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I the six and a half's kind of. It's kind of a lot, but like it's better than a two. And kind a half of, in my yeah, opinion. kind of nasty to me. I'm gonna look at maybe that first half spread. If it's like two and a half, uh, let me let me see what it is really quick. If it's like two and a half, I kind of like that. Um, three and a half. I don't know. Alabama can be kind of a, a streaky team, unfortunately. Um, let's see. All right. I got it here. First half point spread. Yeah. Alabama minus three and a half. Um, oh, gosh. I don't even know. You know what? I'm just going to take Alabama to score over 68 and a half points. Okay. I think those, yeah. That's, like that's that. what I'm going to go with in that game. 
I mean, just as a quick comparison, so like the last game Alabama played was against Maryland, right? They won that 96 to 77. I think that Maryland team is better than that UCLA team. Yes. And so to see that happen, I think that I think that that six and a half is probably safe. You I'm giving so? that to Trevor Lang, probably safe guarantee, kind of. Okay, I like that. Pretty prestigious. Pretty prestigious. Very prestigious. All right, Trevor, you wanna you wanna kick out kick things off to our our last game? Yeah, this, this is honestly the game that I'm probably the most excited for in this tournament. Oh yeah. Uh it's a big Pac 12 showdown here between number six UCS and number seven Oregon. And that's taking place at 945 Trev, on Trev, can, you, can you spell that again for me? <laughs> One more time. USC. There we go. There we go. Lock it in. I'm uh, slightly dyslexic, Josh. I feel like that's almost a hate crime what you have me do there. No, 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 no. I just, <laughs> it was too funny to not point out because you said number six, UCS. And I'm like, nope, that, that's not it. Back it up. <laughs> I, if you say anything confidently enough, though, you can get people to believe you. Facts. Either way, sir, we have University of Southern California versus Oregon. And the line here is favoriting USC minus two. I hate that line. Um, I don't think minus two is scary. Uh, it's one of those. I don't like that. I, I think that from a betting perspective, you have a higher value of taking Oregon to win at plus 112. Um, I made a mistake. Oh, no. And I bet early, and I took USC at minus two and a half. Um, I was, I've been very, very impressed <clears throat> with this USC team. They absolutely kicked the living daylights out of Kansas, uh, I I tuned out of that game after probably four minutes left in the first half. Oh that yeah, there was wasn't much over. of a game. No, that was uh, that game was over. Um, however, I'm very impressed with Isaiah and Evan Mobley, uh, the two brothers from USC. Uh, this is going to be a hell of an exciting game, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what teams come out on top Saturday and Sunday and. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Motor City Bets. Uh, we'll be sure to put uh, our plays out there for Monday's slate of games because we will not have a podcast episode for that day. That is true, Josh. That's a good point. And obviously, folks, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Everything that Josh and I do is for strictly entertainment purposes and for the love of the game. It's nothing uh, – not risking anything that we can't afford to risk. And I think that's important to remember, especially in March Madness. You can get you can get really caught up. Fortunately, there isn't as many prop bets like the Super Bowl, man. If there is Super Bowl level prop bets in March Madness, oh boy, that'd be bad. You know what's ridiculous? I've seen on Twitter like Dave Portnoy making prop bets for college players, and I don't know how he does it. You have no idea. I wish you could because. Me too. Yeah, it would be fun. But either way, Josh, everybody, that's our show for today. Hopefully you guys can follow along with us this weekend. And as always, we're rooting for everybody. We want everyone to make some money. Um, 
I was the hottest guy on the first day of the tournament. I've since fallen from grace, but maybe I can find it again after my soul searching I did this week. So follow along. We're going to have some polls. We're going to have some comments. Josh and I are going to be at each other's heels all fucking weekend. Uh, we look forward to talking with you guys again on Tuesday. Have a safe weekend. Have a fun weekend. Win some fucking money. Peace. Peace.